Your life experience, good or bad, is a gift when you share it with others. At Taxi Chronicles, we allow real riders with real stories to share their gift. So hopefully this episode will intrigue, enhance or inspire you. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another episode, another pair of lovely riders. We have two people in the arts business, uh, music, theatre. They work in there and one's studying in there and the other one is, um, is a musician. So nice to have you here today. Thanks, it's nice to, nice to be here. Okay, you want to say who you are, where you work, what instruments you play? Yeah, my, my name is Ollie Kaipalic. I'm an actor and musical director and songwriter. I play piano, guitar, uh, accordion, anything with a keyboard on it, um, pretty comfortable with. Okay, that's, that's good. Where are your lady? Uh, I'm Charlie. Uh, I'm studying at Mount View, which is a drama school for musical theatre and various other theatre performing things. Um, I'm mainly a dancer, so yeah. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so we've got the Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise <laughs> in the car. Something like that. <laughs> so when did you both realise that you have a love for the arts, the talent? And what was the thing that motivated you? Uh, for me, I, I was about eight years old when I was put in the school play and uh, I suddenly, I was a very timid child and I suddenly came out of my shell and my parents uh, decided to put me into a stage school and realised I was a lot happier doing that. So that, that, was, that, was, that was for me. Okay. I was not timid as a child. I was extremely <laughs> confident from birth. Uh, so when I was about three, I started doing dance classes, and yeah, since about then, I knew that I was going to perform in some way or another, and have done since, yeah, since about three. Well, both of you, do you come from big families, small families? Big. Very big. <laughs> very big families. <laughs> yeah, very big. Are you the oldest? I'm the eldest of seven, yeah. Okay. And I'm the youngest of two. Okay, okay. Now, it's interesting, because one's a bit of an what would you say you've learned about being in your industry that you wish you knew when you started? I think for me, the biggest thing I've learned is to not try and be anyone else, just be yourself and, uh, and to think less. The more you try and overthink things and, and try and imitate, the less true to yourself you are and the less successful you'll be. Yeah, I think for me, mine's probably trust yourself more. Like, mm-hmm. don't second guess yourself because you're probably right the first time you do something. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a big one for me. Now, education-wise, did any of you know, you're studying in the music arts. Yeah. What about yourself? Um, have you studied in music as well? Yeah, so I did a, a music and drama joint degree in Manchester, at the University of Manchester. And then I did a master's in music theatre at the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama. So you focused your whole career so far on, the, on what you love, that's pretty good. Well, y- y- yes and no, I, I sort of, I knew I wanted to do music, but I didn't know what I wanted to do in music and, until I, I finished my degree and suddenly went, I want to do theatre. Mm. 
and that's when I decided that I wanted to go into into musical theatre and, and through doing that I discovered sort of my place in the industry really so it, it I knew vaguely but it took a while to realise quite what I wanted to do Would you say to a younger person who wants to go down the role of um, acting and music that it's necessary to go and get qualified or can they kind of just wing it and go out there and see if they can get jobs and what have you I think it's a bit of both. I think you can just kind of go for it and, and wing it and kind of hope for the best. But I think to train is can give you a better kind of like head start into the industry and kind of get you in contact with the right people and get you better opportunities that you would have if you just did it on your own. I would say that there's no necessity to, mm. um, to have any sort of structured training. It, you don't have to go through specific conservatoires or drama schools to be successful you just need to study your craft and whether that's in a structured program whether it's that whether that's your own study there are people who've championed both mm. you don't have to go any one route it's, it's about what's best for you and even within structured education it's about the course that suits you and your strengths so it's really about your own finding your own way through it but there's there's no there are there's plenty of people who've who've done it have been successful without going through the the obvious route mm -hmm. okay. who as an actor or musician do you admire and you and you, you um, take characteristics from them oh um that's, i suppose there's plenty of people for me um Musician-wise, um, I'm, I'm an avid follower of Stephen Sondheim and uh, Tim Minchin and um, Jacob Collier, definitely Jamie Cullum. Acting-wise, um, I suppose people like... Uh, the all-time favourite for me would be Gary Oldman, I think. That's a, that's a on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, <laughs> Gary Oldman is probably my favourite actor of all time. Yeah, he's a Birmingham man, so he wasn't far from me. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I like him. Yeah. How about you? I don't know, because I'm more obviously dance-based, so I'm a huge Bob Fosse uh, fan. <laughs> um, yeah, and like, you kind of like Fred Astaire, um, Gene Kelly, all those kind of people. Uh, acting wise, I don't really know acting wise. I kind of more like theatre actors rather than like famous screen actors. Mm. I kind of go for like your Rachel Tuckers and people like that. Um, yeah, singing wise is just anyone, everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Too many to name. What do you think? Um, what does the future hold for the two of you, music wise? <laughs> Or relationship wise, however you want to say. <laughs> wow, I mean, I think in our industry you can you can only answer that question in the most hopeful terms because that's sort of the only way to survive, really, for us. Um, for me, I I hope that our industry will have found a way to survive the last year or so. I think it will, but it. It's got a long, a long way to go. Um, 
and I hope that I will be still very much a part of it and working on what I love doing to make to, to live by um, relationship wise yeah <laughs> Yeah, we we live together already, so. <laughs> yeah, our house is very much um, catered to what we do. Yeah. Like sp- space to dance and a studio to sing in. Yeah. And we're... that kind of thing. We we both um, like come into the industry in dif- like in different ways, and our strengths are like the other one's weaknesses if that makes sense we complement each other yeah 100% yeah so like I'm the dancer you're the musician so Mm. we can help each other when the other one's struggling with the other one (laughs) you're going to have very talented kids (laughs) hope so hope so (laughs) now it's going to be very awkward (laughs) we'll still love them yeah (laughs) (laughs) unless you produce accountants or something (laughs) 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 um are you both from London? No. no. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, said, I suspect some Northern. Yeah, yeah Northern. definitely. So uh, why London? Um, I, th- I think we've probably the same for both of us. The drama schools down yeah. here are what drew us. I, I moved here before we met um, to go to drama school and I then moved away for, for various work and we met and then we both moved back when Charlie got into drama school, so it, we sort of, mm-hmm. I'd always meant to come back and that was a good chance for us both to move. Mm-hmm. Well, um, to, talking to yourself, you've said, um, as obviously you're an actor and stuff, what stuff have you been in? Um, most recently, um, and I'm actually going back to this job very soon, I, I'm, I'm part of a show called The Choir of Man, which is um, it's a musical, it's a jukebox musical with songs that you would know, but it's set in a pub, it's sort of nine blokes um, singing and playing instruments, um, real working bar on stage, free bar, free beer for the audience. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Where can people find you on that? Well, we're going to be in Coventry for three months at the Arts Festival in a, in a big Spiegel tent. Um, <laughs> that is Anna. Is there, um, was it, uh, uh, sorry, can they follow you on Instagram or something like that? Absolutely. Ollie KL Music is me on Instagram and the show is Choir of Man. <laughs> okay, do you want to spell that? Yeah, C-H-O-I-R-O-F-M-A-N and Ollie is spelled O-L-L-I-E, KL Music. Sometimes my mind goes blank. <laughs> no, don't worry, you're concentrating on driving. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to crash. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's great what you're doing. And I think one of our big um, things what we believe in on Taxi Chronicles is about inspiring young people, getting them, uh, giving them an inspiration of, or an insight into what it's like to be an actor, what it's like to be a musician. What would be your words to a young person? giving them an insight of what it is to be in this industry, what they need. I think the biggest thing that I've found is um, don't feel like you have something to prove. Try not to worry what 
your peers think and what the people you work with think so much and just trust that you're bringing what's needed for the job you're there you've been put in the job to do a job because you're good enough so just turn up and do it and don't feel like you have to prove anything because I think that's the, that's the biggest struggle I've had is as soon as you feel like you have to prove something you just piss people off actually <laughs> and actually you might be have the best intentions but just trust that you're good enough for what you do Charlie? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think the kind of don't try and fit into a box. Like, there's this kind of stigma where everyone tries to be the same. And like, in actual fact, you, you need to stand out for, for being different and that kind of thing. And also, like, in regards to, like, auditioning for things, you have to remember that they want you to get the job as much as you want to get the job so just go in and do what that literally do the best that you can do because at the end of the day they want you to do well because that's what's going to get them like further into what they need to do so yeah just kind of don't try and be something that you're not just completely be yourself that's, that's been good and if you could change anything to enhance the industry that you guys work in, what would that be? I think I would make it easier for people to earn a living doing this job. I think that the funding that this industry receives is pitiful and it makes it very, very difficult not only for people to earn money to earn a living doing this but it also means that um, the, the commercialization of our industry is very damaging for the art form when you have musicals that are so commercially uh, successful um, because of the money that's been put into them but the work is of a lower standard it it skews our priorities because we, we, we realise that we get paid more for worse work. A bit like a reality TV show. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Um, and I think that's really damaging for a lot of people who, who come into this industry wanting to make good work. Yeah. Um, and I think that if we had better funding, we could champion good work a lot better. Is it... I don't know anything about the arts industry to a point yes but unfortunately to make something people have to work and give up time and you can't ask people to do that for free because they can't live from that it's a it's a, a misconception that artists can work for exposure but at the end of the day it's a job just like anything else and you wouldn't ask a builder to build a house for free on the off chance that it might get them noticed for being a builder you know um, okay. yeah you've been great guests I appreciate <laughs> you've done this interview last Thank question what's the impact you two want to have in the world 
Mm -hmm. Wow, big one. <laughs> you gotta go out, go home, go, go large, go home. <laughs> to be honest, I suppose ultimately I would just want, I'd want to shuffle off this mortal coil knowing that I've made the people that I've come into contact with happy in some way, that I've made a difference in their lives. I think that would be it for me. I think for me, mine's less about like me having an impact on that. I think mine's more like passing down um, like what I've learned from the people before me so that it's remembered for the people that come after me, if that makes sense. Like making sure that what needs to be remembered is remembered and to pass on what I've learned from people that I've learned from to other people. I've heard many answers, and I think that is one of the best ones I've heard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Ollie. No, it's, it's a good answer. That's a good answer. It's a very good answer. What, very good answer. what you're saying, in certain African tribes, they have a, um, a person, she's a woman, mm -hmm. and her job is to remember all, it's like, all the history yeah. of the tribe and dates and names and people. Yeah. And then at campfires, they would reel off a story, reel yeah. off facts. And then obviously as she gets older, she would pass that down onto her next generation and all that information would be bestowed on. That's all their job is. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so, a, I'm a big history person and I like to like, mm. like remember the people that have got us to where we are now. I think that's such a big mm -hmm. thing. You can't just take for granted like where you are. You have to remember who got you there. That's a big thing for me, yeah. So that's that's a yeah interesting story. Well, thanks a lot. Thank you. And I wish you well. We Thank wish you for having us. We hope you liked that Taxi Chronicles interview. Don't forget to share and subscribe to get the latest episode. Ever considered investing in a continent with the fastest growing economies and population on Earth? The same continent that holds 30% of the world's known natural resources. Listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories, where you hear real investors with real stories from around the world share their experience of investing in Africa. We post Monday and Thursday at 10am British Standard Time.